0: We begin with hope, we end with hope, because of the hope sandwiched in between. Let us pray. Father, as we come to this passage of Scripture, even as we have been singing and reading already this morning, remind us of the hope that we have in the Lord Jesus and all of your covenant promises. And Father, remind us that indeed you do hold us fast. Give us hope, show us hope. Enable us to be strengthened in hope as we sit under the teaching of your word, as we sit under the means of grace, the Lord's table. And we ask and pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Please turn to Hebrews chapter 9, verses 15 through 28, our text this morning, and I'll read that for us. Therefore, not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. For when every commandment of the law had been declared by Moses to all the people, he took the blood of the calves and goats with water and scarlet, wool and hyssop, and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant that God commanded for you. And in the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tent and all the vessels used in worship. of the true things, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer himself repeatedly as the high priest enters the holy places every year with blood not his own, for then he would have to have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all At the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for man to die once and after that comes judgment. So Christ having been offered once to bear the sins of many will appear a second time not to deal with sin but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Hope seems to be a bit in short supply in our world today, a war, inflation and recession, civil and political unrest, moral decay in our culture, opposition towards the church and towards Christians. This is just a few examples of hope being in short supply. If one anchors one's hope. In the things of this world, hope really is in short supply. The original recipients of this letter to the Hebrews faced a similar situation, hope seemingly being in short supply. After after all, they were facing the threat of severe persecution, if they remained faithful to Christ, they were being pressured to turn again and embrace Judaism. Where is the hope in that? Where is the hope in our day to day? The author of Hebrews gives us three reasons for believers to hope, to always hope in any age. Under any set of circumstances, at any time, he begins and ends this passage with hope because of the hope sandwiched in between. The hope of those called, the hope of a mediator, and the hope of those who eagerly wait. The author begins with the first reason to hope, the hope of those called. Just look to verse 15, that first part. The called, those who are called by God, hope because God saves them to inherit the eternal promises. I want us to look for just Basically, this first point is application. And here's the application. God is sovereign over salvation from beginning to end and the means in the middle. When we look at this hopeless world, when we even struggle at times with the hopelessness that is deep down inside of us, Turn to the scriptures and find hope. Turn to the scriptures that teach us about salvation. Those who are called are unconditionally elected by God. Ephesians 1, 4 through 5 even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Christ, according to the purpose of his will. The beginning of salvation, God choosing whom he will save. Go to the scriptures and be encouraged with The means God employs to save. The outward call, Romans 10, 15 and 17. And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. So faith comes from hearing. And hearing through the word of Christ. The gospel is proclaimed. Effectual call or regeneration, even when we were dead in our trespasses, God made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. God changes us and enables us to understand the free offer of the gospel in Jesus Christ. And with that new nature, he enables us to turn from sin to Christ. Repentance. 2 Corinthians 7.10 For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief, grief produces death. He also enables the one who turns from sin to turn to Christ in faith to see Christ as the Savior, John 1, 12 through 13. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And those whom he calls, that call being effectual because... By the work of the Holy Spirit, enabling that individual, giving them a new nature, turning from sin and repentance, turning to Christ in faith, thus being united to Christ in saving faith, God declares them justified. Not on their merit, but on the merits of Christ. Romans three twenty three through 24 For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by His grace as a gift, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And not only does God deal with our legal status before Him, but He deals with our family situation. We are adopted into God's family. Galatians 4, 4-5. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons and those whom God has declared justified and who has adopted into his family he progressively sanctifies over the rest of their life here on earth Philippians 2:12 through 13 Therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed so now not only as in my presence but much more in my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you both to will and to work his good pleasure and God has said even as we have already read this morning and sung this morning that when he saves us we persevere in that salvation he will hold us fast John ten twenty eight, Jesus said I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand No one will snatch them out of my hand. Is that a reason for you to hope? And we are persevered so that the end of salvation will be ours in eternity. And he will glorify us. Philippians 1.6, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. The writer of Hebrews speaks of those who are called. And Those who are called are those who are saved. And those who are saved have every reason to hope. Because God is sovereign over the beginning of your salvation. He is sovereign over the end of your salvation. And he is sovereign over the means in the middle. That indeed what he has begun in you, he will bring to completion. And you will be with the church triumphant in heaven. We can say, this is our hope. God has saved, God is saving, and God will save me. We begin with hope, we end with hope, because of the hope sandwiched in between. And what is that hope sandwiched in between? It's the hope of a mediator. The author gives this second reason, that those who are called... Hope because God saves his people through a mediator, through a death. Last week we considered verses 1 through 14. And the reformation Christ brought by means of his own blood, thus securing eternal redemption for the elect. And the author now says, Therefore, In verse 15, therefore he, Christ, is a mediator of a new covenant. We talked about the new covenant in chapter 8, verses 1 through 13. And there, the author quotes Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34. In verses 16 through 17, the, the author appeals to a legal form, a last will and testament that is put into effect after the one who made the will, that is, the testator, dies. And he does this to illustrate the nature of Christ's mediatorial work on our behalf. Christ is the mediator of a new covenant. He is that testator of the will, as the author wrote about, since his death has occurred that redeems. As a will is put into effect by the testator's death, so this new covenant in Christ is put into effect by a death, his death. But this principle about a covenant being put into effect by a death was true of the first covenant, the Mosaic covenant, the passage that we've read from Exodus 24 that is quoted in verses 19 through 20, and in verse 21, Exodus 40 is referenced as well, depict the ceremony to initiate the Mosaic Covenant. It required death, the death of animals, and the collection of their blood, and that blood sprinkled, the blood of the covenant, as Moses said, sprinkled, And the text in Hebrews chapter 9 speaks of the blood of the covenant being sprinkled on the people, on the book of the covenant, on the tent, and on the vessels of worship. Even though in Exodus 24 as well as in Exodus 40, we don't read of the uh, scarlet wool and the hyssop in the book being sprinkled but yet the author uses other ceremonies within ancient Israel and includes those rites as well but his point is even under the first covenant in order for that covenant to be initiated a death had to take place in fact many deaths and much blood had to be spilled and he gives the reason for this ceremony in Hebrews 9, Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. The ceremony sprinkling the, the blood of the covenant in the first covenant was required because of sin. But we need to note that the ceremony did not involve a death, but many deaths, and much blood from those many deaths, sprinkled repeatedly. And so we read in Hebrews 9, 23, thus it was necessary for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these rites, to be sprinkled with blood over and over again, many deaths, much blood, repeatedly. But then note how Hebrews 9.23 continues. But the heavenly things themselves, referring to Christ's ministry as mediator, but the heavenly things themselves with, a better, sacri- with better sacrifices than these. And as you recall, Jesus' reformation that we talked about in verses 1 through 14 brought an end to, to the necessity of these many sacrifices being offered this much, and the blood of those sacrifices, much blood being sprinkled repeatedly to atone for the people. The better sacrifice is not many deaths and much blood, but it's a death and His blood once for all. To redeem God's people. Verse 24, for Christ entered heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. And he entered, the author tells us in verse 25, not to offer himself repeatedly like the Levitical priest who entered year after year on the day of atonement, not with his own blood, but with the blood of an animal to sprinkle it upon the horns of the altar. Christ appeared, the text tells us in verse 26, once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. The better sacrifice, a death, his blood, our mediator's ministry to redeem those called by God. I do want to make a note in verse 26, the end of the ages refers to the age that Christ inaugurated by his death. It refers to the age in which we're living today. We are living in the last times. We're living in that that new covenant age. That's what is referred to here. And this age will come to an end, as we'll see at the very end of this passage, when Jesus returns and consummates all things now i want to point out something in this this text if you go to verse 15 uh, once again in the middle of that verse since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant i want us to see so efficacious is the blood of christ so powerful is Christ's single death and his blood only, that it not only redeems us on this side of the cross, but it redeems those called on the, uh, before the cross. That Jesus' once-for-all sacrifice redeemed those called in the Old Testament. And that points to the efficacy of His blood. Now here's an application for us today. With hope being in short supply in our world, we need to continually be strengthened and reminded in the hope that we have in our mediator, Jesus, and his death for us. And God has provided a means to strengthen our hope. One means is the Word of God proclaimed. It's a means of grace. But the means to which I want to focus on for just a moment is the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, a means to strengthen our hope. And in a few moments, we will be invited to the table. Come to the table set before you. Come by faith and expect God to strengthen you, to strengthen your hope in a mediator, in his death and his blood shed for you. We must be strengthened in this truth that, that this table declares. Verse 22, without the shedding of blood, There is no forgiveness of sins. And we would add, without the shedding of blood, there is no hope. Do you understand that? Be strengthened in the truth that our relationship with God is not mediated by a bloody rite, by a bloody ceremony. Many sacrifices offered, much blood spilled and sprinkled all over everything, including the worshiper. Rather, our relationship is founded on the work of Jesus, the mediator, who offered up himself once for all on our behalf, that by his death and by means of his blood shed, Once for all, we are those who have been called by God, God's redeemed. This table is a table of hope because it is a bloodless rite. It is a bloodless ceremony. And it's reason for us to hope because our mediator has shed all the blood that is necessary for our redemption once and for all. And while the world that bases its hope on the things of this world have every right to be hopeless, there's not much that would bring hope in this world. We have every reason to be hopeful because of this, this sacrament that declares our relationship with God is not founded on our having to over and over again slaughter animals and sprinkle their blood all over the place. The blood for our redemption, the blood of the covenant has been spilled once and for all on the cross for us. And I want, to, I want to encourage us to have hope as we come to this bloodless sacrament. <laughs> it is reason to hope. Those called hope because God saves his people through a mediator who put the covenant into effect by means of his death and shed blood. We begin with hope. We end with hope because of the hope that is sandwiched in between. And the author ends with a a third reason to hope. The hope of those who eagerly wait. Those who are called hope because God saves his people through a mediator who will appear a second time to bring judgment and to complete salvation. We began by acknowledging hope is in short supply in our world today as it was in the day of the original recipients of this letter. And, And we need to acknowledge that there are many people who have every reason to be hopeless. Look at verse 27. It tells us that every person will die once. That refers to physical death. And at the end of the age, will face judgment. Every person will die once and then will face judgment. Then in verse 28, the author states, Christ died once. He offered Himself as the, the testator, the mediator of the covenant to deal with sin once for all. Jesus dealt with sin on the cross. Jesus dealt with sin His first coming, But He will appear a second time not to deal with sin, but to judge. And those who are not Called, those who die once physically without having been united to Christ in saving faith will stand before the judgment seat of Christ, the judge, and he will justly issue the sentence of guilty. And the penalty, the second death, spending eternity in hell suffering the wrath of God. Not a very hopeful prospect. And let me just simply ask, does that describe you? When you die once and then face judgment, will you be facing judgment as one who never trusted in Christ in this life? Not a hopeful prospect. Those who are called, however, those who have been united to Christ in saving faith will also physically die once. Everybody dies physically. But because of that saving relationship with Christ, that work of God, God saving that individual by grace and through faith. They will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And listen, this is is how I think it's going to go down. I'll just speak. When old Tim stands before the judgment seat of Christ, I'm going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ knowing full well I am guilty. Knowing I deserve to be cast into hell. That's what I deserve. But that's not how I stand before the judgment seat of Christ. I may know that. I may say, God, you would have every right to do that to me, I deserve hell. But because of the hope that is sandwiched between, I stand as the redeemed of the Lord, I stand in a saving relationship with Christ, I stand under His blood, I stand clothed in His righteousness, I stand being pardoned from sin. I stand, you will stand if this if you're a believer today. With your head held high, knowing full well you deserve hell, but looking to Jesus, who is your savior. Michael Card wrote a song that is called Jubilee. It's just one line. Well, it's one stanza that speaks to this hope that we have. And the song goes like this. To be so completely guilty and given over to despair, to look into your judge's face and see your Savior there. That's the hope that the author of Hebrews is talking about, that he's ending with in this passage. For those who are called, for those who are saved, for those who have experienced the grace of God in his sovereign work of salvation as, as, as we began with under point one, hope is not in short supply. As we wait... Christ's return. God has given us means like this supper, like the ministry of the word, to strengthen those who eagerly wait for Christ appearing. As we wait, if you feel as though you have no prospect of hope, maybe you're here today and you just haven't you either, maybe you've not heard the gospel, you don't understand the gospel, you, you know that there's something wrong, you feel guilty, you don't have a saving relationship with Christ. However you want to describe that, you, you know you're outside of Christ. Jesus offers hope to you today. Today is the day of salvation. Not verse 27. Man is destined to die once. Then the record set today is the day while you're still on this earth alive. Consider the hope. That is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He offers salvation to you. And to all who genuinely repent and believe on Jesus, turn to him in faith and find reason to hope in this hopeless world. For the rest of us who are saved, who are going to be those who one day will look into our judge's face and see our Savior there, eagerly wait by availing yourselves of the means of grace to strengthen that hope. We need it. There is much to cause despair in our lives today, but this table declares that the blood for our salvation has already been spilt. And we come and rest in his blood. We are saved by a mediator who died and bled once for all for our redemption. Cling to that. We are saved by God who has graciously called us in him. And we are saved to inherit all the promises of the covenant and be glorified in heaven today i want us to be encouraged that we begin with hope we end with hope because of the hope of the lord jesus christ our mediator sandwiched in between let us pray god our father we we thank you for this hope that we have in christ and we pray O oh lord for anyone here today that, that may be experiencing hopelessness, they have no hope. Father, would you flood their soul with, with your redeeming grace. Cause them to see their sin and need for a Savior. Cause them to see Jesus as the Savior. Enable them to repent and believe. And for the rest of us, Lord, who know you, who love you, even though we struggle so desperately, Strengthen us, strengthen our faith, strengthen our hope, not in the things of this world, but our hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray and ask all of this in his name. Amen. Please join me in standing as we sing of hope by singing Rock of Ages Cleft for Me.